Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. Everybody, it's your boy A Double, and you're now tuned into another episode of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. Uh, shout out to everybody who's been listening, sharing episodes, commenting, uh, doing whatever they can to uh, support the show. I greatly appreciate that. Um, uh, the plays are uh, becoming, uh, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? More and more plays are happening. Um, folks are, you know, getting groovy on it to uh, SoundCloud and. Uh, Stitcher and iTunes, so make sure you uh, continue to listen on all three of those platforms and uh, go back and listen to some episodes that you, you know, you liked and listen to them again, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I need those plays to keep going. And, uh, you know, 2017 is the year, uh, you know, we start uh, doing bigger and better things with this podcast, bringing you fresher guests and uh, and more guests, you know. Um, so uh, not to say fresher, but just more just you know give you a breath of fresh air so you won't be so annoyed with me uh you know running off at the mouth and dropping these jewels but that's just what i do so i guess let's go ahead and get started with the uh summer jam screen we're gonna start with some uh fake news word to our uh president-elect trump sad so uh, New York Daily News uh, is reporting that scalpers are losing money on tickets to the Trump inauguration. So I'm thinking, OK, um, you know, he does have some very, very low approval ratings or whatever you want to call them. Everybody named Mama Run polls um, from MSNBC to CNN. And, you know, people of color don't like them. Uh, you know, uh, women don't like them. Um, but somebody's lying in these polls because this man ended up being president of the United States, even though we do have the Electoral College. But a lot of these states with, you know, huge number of votes, you know, voted for him. And uh, yeah, so a lot of them, you know, uh, you know, he has all these uh, these low numbers in these different polls. I don't even know how many people they be asking. They could be asking like 10 people and like six of them are mexican three of them are black and then one white guy you know it could be a poll out of 10 people and then they you know it's like 80 percent of black folks don't fuck with trump and da 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 but i can't tell the way you see steve harvey and martin luther king the third coming out there skinning and grinning down that elevator but anyway so going back to this uh this uh new york daily news articles so i was thinking they they you know they polled or talked to a whole bunch of scalpers no it's one nigga some software uh guy uh his name is uh yassi rosenberg so that's 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 the first problem right there his name 
and uh so he was basically he bought some tickets from a lady for like 700 bucks a couple tickets and then he's trying to flip those and double the price because he said he does that in his off time he uh flips tickets uh, he's a scalper you know it happens everywhere on the planet but uh to a trump event eh, i don't know how hot that's gonna go in the streets so yasi or yossi y-o-s-s-i mr rosenberg was like you know what i'm gonna start going on these white supremacist sites and uh you know try to sell them there and my man he paid 700 bucks for these so he's looking to sell them for 1400 dollars, right the last thing that you want to do with the name of Yossi Rosenberg is to go on a white supremacist website and try to sell these tickets, try to scalp these tickets for a price of $1,400. And most of these people who use Stormfront probably still use dial-up internet because they're still they're up in the, the Appalachian Mountains somewhere, you know, and they got one tooth and they would rather spend their money on meth and they probably getting their internet through that communications act that also gives people an obama phone because they did include internet so that was his second mistake and so he's complaining about it he's talking about if he can't sell these tickets that uh basically he will just go to the inauguration himself and uh my question to you is what like why why would somebody try to scalp some tickets to an inauguration i know everything I know uh, everybody's trying to make a dollar, but why would you try to scalp some tickets to Trump's inauguration? I mean, you should have paid attention, you know, to all these acts that were dropping out uh, from the inauguration and shit like that. So why would you in your your mind think that, OK, I can flip these tickets, you know, for fourteen hundred dollars or something like that? Weird. Odd. Right. And, um, you know, the lady he probably bought them off of, she probably was like, shit, I just got a deal, you know. And he thought that he was going to flip them again. He thought, you know, buy low and sell high. But nope. No, sir. Ain't nobody got $1,400 for you. Man, he was talking about he might even sell them for, you know, the $700, you know, just to try to break even. And uh, he said people been offering them like $200 here, $300 here on Craigslist and shit like that. But you know what? Uh, hopefully nobody buys it so you learn your, your goddamn lesson of trying to hustle some damn trump inauguration tickets you know it's you know even though people a lot of a lot of white folks voted for them ain't nobody gonna pay no fourteen hundred dollars to go see you know the cheeto in chief but uh so the article just said that it said scalpers are losing money so they draw you in with this huge headline and you're like oh shit there's some more stories nope just that one story about this one guy so I feel like uh, President-elect Trump, fake news, sad. But anyways, uh, let's move on. So uh, I just seen uh, the local news station here, uh, KMTV Channel 3, just ran a story about a class action lawsuit um, about anybody who purchased is, is about to be settled by the end of the month. And you got to sign up on this website. Uh, basically, uh, back in 2003, from 2003, I guess, until present time, maybe up to 2016, uh, dairy farmers were uh, basically uh, like uh, doctoring up numbers. So uh, prices of milk would be and dairy products would be. Um, more expensive in the store so they were charging i guess uh individual supermarkets or supermarket chains more money than they actually should have been charging them 
so if you ever bought some milk or dairy products in nebraska and the other states or areas are like arizona california uh, District of Columbia, so D.C., uh, Kansas, the state of Kansas, Massachusetts, uh, Michigan, Missouri, uh, I said Nebraska, uh, Nevada, New Hampshire, Oregon, South Dakota, um, let's see here, Tennessee, Vermont, West Virginia, and Wisconsin. You can uh, basically just go to the website, boughtmilk.com, and go ahead and fill out, you know, to get your uh, refund. And they said it'll be anywhere between 45 to 70 bucks. So that's kind of wild. So if you bought some milk in 2003 up until i guess 2016 go ahead and uh hit that website you know i did because i i need my i needs all my coins i needs all my 45 dollars to my 70 dollars it'd be nice to get that nice little 70 dollars you know i could use that for groceries or something for the week or use that for gas for the truck so yeah so remember uh boughtmilk.com and it'll have a list of the websites on that uh on the, the list of the states on the website um let's see what else is going on uh man let's see what is going on with your man's uh tax stone uh he has been linked to that shooting that troy ave shooting that uh uh took one man's life and uh so basically they're saying that he was the one who was actually shooting at troy troy ave and uh uh his people and uh troy ave's people and it killed uh, a security guard there i believe was a security guard and uh they found the weapon uh it has his dna on it uh supposedly and uh he is a felon uh so they, they're only hitting him with the criminal uh weapons possession right now is uh the charge they're not charging him with the the murder or attempted murder or whatever you want to call it or manslaughter and uh the wild thing about it is uh, if you don't know who, know who Tack Stone is, he's a podcaster with the Loudspeakers Network. Um, he always says he's on Twitter, always wilding, you know, telling uh, feminists to, you know, calling them bitches and telling them to shut up, uh, clowning Negroes and just a real street dude who has a podcast. And it, yeah, it's just a street ass dude who has a podcast. That's pretty much what it is. And, um, always himself 100 percent, but uh you know with this case uh he's had beef with troy Ave, uh, who's a rapper for i don't know i guess a few years or something i don't know what the beef is about uh but people are like bringing up old tweets where he's uh saying shit about troy Ave, and then he even says some shit on a podcast like if troy Ave is walking with like six dudes and it's like bang ba 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 something like that and uh the uh, prosecutor actually brought that up in the hearing today but the judge uh is going to release him on five hundred thousand dollars uh bail so he has to rack up that i don't, I don't know if it's going to be the 10 percent rule or whatever coming up with just 50 racks or something like that but uh i would think he might have to pay the whole damn thing maybe just because of you know the severity of the of the crime that he's being accused of so uh hopefully that brother uh you know um wishing him the best um i don't know if he did it uh you know it's always uh, innocent until proven guilty in the court of law but you know in the court of public opinion it's always guilty until proven innocent so we'll see what happened and uh you know in the words of uh tax stone be safe though uh, let's see what else we can put up on that uh, good old Summer Jam screen. Um, let's see here. The last thing that I actually had 
Well, there was some breaking news. Uh, I think in D.C. at a Trump hotel, some some uh, dude was wilding out, and he's like burning shit in front of the the, the hotel. I think I believe it's in D.C. Uh, and uh, they just had white folks written all over. You know, ain't no Negro gonna be out there. You know, with all that armed security. First of all, they ain't gonna have your black ass walking in front of the hotel. They gonna tell you to cross the street. Uh, but this guy is like burning shit in front of it as a form of protest in the middle of the street. So uh, different news uh, news sites, real and fake, are covering it. Uh, it. It'll probably be some kind of growing sensation by the time you listen to this. Uh, you know, in the morning or the afternoon on Wednesday. Uh, but moving on, the uh, only other thing we need to talk about on the Summer Jam screen is your man's uh, Bishop Eddie Long. Uh, he he has passed. Uh, what was it a few days ago? He passed away. And remember, he uh, was he came back looking just he looked like you know a piece of jerky in a suit when he came back to the he came he like a slim jim in a suit when he came back to the to his congregation to offer some words and shit like that then he was talking about he was uh before that he was uh dealing with no he said he was on a strict vegan diet or some shit like that but this man this man was big as me and uh just huge and then he just shriveled down to nothing talking about a damn vegan diet a vegan diet doesn't do that have you looking like a goddamn you know piece of uh matador jerky uh out here you know and he just looked bad you know was bald head he had the toupee off and all this other shit and that was nothing but aids they tried to say it was uh some something with his health and that was it that was it you know he he was you know playing around with them little them little boys buttholes and shit like that and using his power in the church to uh, seduce these little boys and shit like that and uh you know god do, does not like ugly he never did and he never will and uh this man was using the church and uh, his position in the church to prey on little boys and uh you know he fucked around and caught that germ and then he, he might have got cancer you know could have died from that but that AIDS probably broke him down like that because this man just just wiggled down to nothing like he looked like them AIDS cases you know that they using them scare videos from when he was a kid you know back in the early 90s and shit like that he looked like a AIDS patient you know from the late 80s early 90s you know with no nobody everybody was like oh shit like when magic came out and said that he got it and everybody's like oh shit he about to get like real skinny and all this other shit but uh yeah i don't think you know he, he probably had hiv and that shit just turned into full-blown aids and you know he caught a cold and you know may he rest in peace you know but everybody you know everybody knows it, that it, there was something more serious than aids it had it had, i mean serious than cancer it had to be aids full-blown just breaking you down like that to that sickly state because if it was cancer he would be going through chemo and you know people be online asking for prayers and stuff like that they just kept trying to cover it up as his family members did and shit like that uh you know this is speculation on my part but you know, I believe that this man, he, you know, he died from AIDS, you know, just diddling in them little boys booty holes and shit like that. And God was like, you know what? You're done, Eddie. OK, we, we going to stop this right here, right now. So, you know, may that man rest in peace. But, you know, you, you can't you can't prey on kids. You can't. That's just something that you cannot do. It's just down low and it's evil. So um, I think that's all we pretty much got for the Summer Jam screen. The Summer Jam screen, only about 15 minutes, 15 minutes and some change, maybe. But uh, we're going to turn it to Hove. Hove, what you got to say? Don't be the next contestant on that Summer Jam screen. I smoke rocks. <laughs>
All right, thank you so much, Tyrone Bigham. So moving on to selling hope like dope. Uh, I was gonna put uh, MLK the third on there for meeting with Donald Trump, but we all know what Malcolm said about you know uh, Negro leaders uh, meeting with uh, President Elect for some coffee, and then they come down telling the black community that he's all right. So we already know about that. Um, there was a very interesting debate going on uh, the Twitter feed right now, and it, it, it divided black Twitter. I feel like it did, especially with the 80s babies and the 80s, I say from, well, I say from 89 back to, uh, you know, to those, uh, well, yeah, I'll say that to the, the, the 90s babies. It kind of divided us. And this uh, this debate was about uh, who has the bigger impact on hip hop, uh, or uh, biggest impact on the region uh, where they're from, or whatever you want to call it, between uh, Nelly, the Band Aid God, and uh, your man Aubrey Drake Graham, aka Jimmy uh, from Degrassi. And uh, you know which side I'm on. I have to rep the Midwest. Uh, this man Nelly has given us a tip drill. I mean, he pretty much owned BET Uncut. I mean, he had people staying up super late at night to watch that video. He invented the credit card swipe of the butt cheeks. I mean, what more do you want from this man? This man gave us dilemma. I mean, he had Kelly Rowland typing in a two-way pager into Microsoft Excel asking where somebody was at. I mean, it's greatness. I mean, he took a nursery rhyme and turned it into a chorus of a song, you know, uh, with hot shit. Um, this man gave us number one, even made KRS the God mad at him about calling himself number one off the Training Day soundtrack. I mean, just... I, I don't know what else to say, but this man sold millions upon millions of, of records. You know what I'm saying? And uh, th these records wasn't cheap. You know, these records was, you know, uh, $14 and up. You know what I'm saying? And this man is, was selling millions of them. What was it? A Nellyville that just went crazy, just off rip. You know, uh, just, I, I don't know how this is even an argument. Like, you just look at his influence at that time in the early 2000s. Like he pretty much just kind of kicked those doors open for the Midwest. I mean, of course, you had, you know, do or die. You had Twista, you know, doing their things, repping the Midwest, you know, throwing a little shine on it. Uh, but it just felt like they were throwing shine on Chicago. And you had Bone Thugs and Harmony doing Cleveland, Ohio. And I know Cleveland is considered the Midwest, I guess. Uh, that shit is considered the East to me. But, um,. So you had those guys doing their thing, but I felt like they wasn't really repping the Midwest. They were like repping, you know, their respective cities and states. Excuse me if that makes sense. And uh, I don't even know what the how you could even argue that, you know, Drake could do the same thing as Nelly did. You know, in this in this age, I mean, he, he's done OK. He's done some cool things, but I don't really see his influence. You know how we saw Nelly. We had. We had Negroes walking around here in vocal, you know, uh, uh, outfits. We had cats out here rocking band-aids up under their eye. And then you had cats behind closed doors trying to swipe their, you know, their debit card between their ladies' ass cheeks. I mean, and he gave us pimp juice. 
you know, Shake Your Tail Feather. Uh, he had that bunk ass song uh, with uh, Tim McGraw that over and over again that was playing on every fucking radio station that you couldn't even escape it. You know, it would be on the black station. You're like, God damn, for real. It would be on the, the pop station. It would be on the, the damn uh, the country station even. And you're like, what the fuck is this shit? So, I I mean, we, we haven't really seen that with your man Aubrey at all. So I don't even understand how this is a, even an argument. I, I really don't. I don't understand. Um, but, you know, you guys who voted for who, who's caping for Aubrey, you know, you're selling hope like dope because you really just can't compare. The influence was not really the same. I mean, he made Toronto cool, I guess. I still don't want to fucking visit it. But, you know, he did great things for the, the Raptors team and for the city of Toronto. But does anybody really want to turn the six into turn the six upside down and it's a nine now? Nobody even knows what the fuck that means. Nobody even knows what the fuck that means. But I guess you could say Drake has been a big influence by making a whole bunch of fuck niggas, you know, uh, like that. Very soft, emotional men. I guess you can say that. But I would actually say that Kanye West gave birth to that, you know, for guys not being as hard in hip hop as they should be. You know, he kind of opened that door up. And then the battle that really changed that was when he did the went head to head with 50 Cent, you know, with his uh, graduation album versus the Curtis album uh, back in the early 2000s, you know. So he won that battle and that pretty much kind of swung the door open, you know, for these little soft cats who, you know, got a pass on the block. You know, and then it just started getting further and further away from the block, you know. So, uh, yeah, that's that's selling hope like dope. And then also uh, what's what's selling hope like dope is this goddamn Jamie Foxx movie Sleepless. Uh, me and the wife went and seen it uh, Saturday. Was this? I think it was Saturday. We went and seen it Saturday. No, Friday night. Friday night after work, we I saw it. Uh, we saw it, and uh, you know the previews looked amazing about a cop who's trying to get his son back uh, because he's a dirty cop. And uh, man, this was some bad acting. Uh, Jamie Fox, uh, T.I.P., uh, Clifford Tip Harris, uh, Gabrielle Union. Uh, you you like? Oh, okay, great. You know. This is a, a decent cast. Okay, let's see what we can do. And uh, oh, everybody in this damn movie was phoning it in. Everybody did this movie because they needed uh, some money, you know, to make a house payment, to, uh, you know, pay off some child support, uh, to pay off, you know, their manager, to uh, upkeep some property, you know, and this because this movie was bad. This movie was horrible. Like it was so bad that it felt like you were watching like a, a BET original film on the movie screen. It was like uh, it was like that uh, that Tyrese movie, but worse uh, with him and uh, Megan Good. That In Too Deep. It was like that. Like you watching that on BET, you know. So they edited out a lot of the cursing and the scenes and stuff. So it was like that, but you replace Tyrese with a cop. That's pretty much how the movie was. And uh, boy, this was some bad acting all the way through. I mean, the son, he, you know, he didn't, 
he couldn't act his way out of a paper bag uh i should have put that uh in hold this l but we got some more stuff in holding this l but man do not go see that movie just wait till it comes on bet that's what i'm gonna tell you don't red box it you see it up on uh itunes to rent you know you just keep scrolling that's what you need to do because this movie was bad this was this was man uh man i mean everybody in this movie they everybody in this movie probably read the script and was like oh okay um i get my check up front right that's pretty much the feeling that i got they made sure they got their check up front because they knew this movie wasn't shit so sleepless selling hope like dope and black twitter folks who was arguing about drake being uh, a greater influence on hip-hop in the culture than nelly y'all selling that hope like dope and uh not too many fiends are buying it just them young dumb ones this portion of do rags and boat shoes has been brought to you by the letter l as in hey yo my guy my hands are full give me a hand here can you hold this l all right so moving on to holding this l this week uh we have to put uh irel uh older that is the strength and Ero ordering, ordering, I don't know how to spell, pronounce this man's name. It's I R E L E O D E R I N D E. Uh, sounds like something from Thor's uh, realm of the world, but that's the Oregon uh, strength and conditioning coach. Uh, this guy, basically, a uh, new strength and uh, conditioning coach, he has been suspended without pay for a month. Uh, due to three Oregon Ducks uh, football players being hospitalized uh, because of these intense workouts from this man. Now, these are college students, you know, uh, grown men, grown young men, three of them fainting, passing out, being hospitalized uh, from these workouts. Uh, So it was the tight end, uh, an offensive lineman, uh, two two offensive linemen and a tight end. And... uh, you know, one of them had to was diagnosed with uh, with a rhabdomyolysis, which is a condition that uh, skeletal muscle tissue it's broken down real fast, and it's broken down so fast that uh, products of the process it's released into the bloodstream, and it can actually be harmful to your kidneys and lead to kidney failure, uh, which is crazy. So he really has to hold this L. I know uh, Oregon wants to get back to the glory land and, you know, shit was going downhill once uh, once Nebraska beat them, you know, when we were unranked at the beginning of the year. Once we beat them, it kind of was just, you know, just kind of plummeting towards uh, the earth and they had a rough season. Uh, but bringing in this this guy and doing this shit, this that is not the fucking wave. So you really got to hold this L. You're going to be sitting up in the crib with no money for a month. But uh, they'll probably bring you back on. And they said that he's going to have to definitely report to uh, other people uh, for approved workouts and shit like that. So they're going to be watching this guy like a hawk because that is very fucking dangerous especially if you know grown men are you know being hospitalized it's just like uh back when the vikings had that incident in the early 2000s when the that brother died in practice i forgot his name uh during the, the heat through the, during those two a days so uh you know trust your body you know uh listen to your body don't be out here trying to be fucking superman and you're gonna fuck around and you know lose a kidney or even worse die so uh the strength and conditioning coach iroll or iroll hold this 
motherfucking L and hold it up high over your head and I want your arms to shake and I want the L to fall on the back of your neck and strain your neck and you got to wear a brace around your neck. All right. So next thing we're going to put on holding this L is uh, everybody's favorite comedian from the early 2000s and SNL superstar. Uh, he's a big movie star now doing all these big Hollywood blockbusters and you know, selling out, you know, stand-up shows all over America. Rob Schneider. <laughs> uh, Rob Schneider, he was on MLK Day. He was trying to educate, you know, Representative John Lewis about MLK on MLK Day. He basically told, he basically tweeted, Representative Lewis, you are a great person, but Dr. King didn't give in to his anger or his hurt. That, that is how he accomplished and won civil rights. So if you don't know who Representative John Lewis is, this man was arrested numerous times, hit in the head with a brick a few times for, vote, for voter rights. And you had Rob Schneider from the uh, Oscar award winning film, The Animal, you know, explain to, you know, uh, Representative Lewis why Dr. King uh, won the civil rights. So he won civil rights. That's how he accomplished and won civil rights. Like we still ain't fighting to this day for civil rights. This is why Twitter is bad. Twitter is bad because it just shows you how dumb some of these fucking celebrities are. It just it really does show you how stupid how a lot of just how stupid a lot of these folks are and the access that they have, you know, and to the intimacy that they have with people and uh, the direct correlation they have with their fans. So this man was explaining on Martin Luther King Day about Dr. King to Representative John Lewis about how Dr. King won civil rights. I mean, the jokes write themselves. I'm not going to get off too many jokes, but that's pretty much all I got to say about holding that L. I mean, Rob has been bathing in those L's for a very long time, and he's very comfortable. And I know he's probably going to Google his name, and then he's going to see the description of this episode, and he's probably going to listen to it and be like, hmm, it's nice that I'm getting into the podcast realm now. But uh, anyway, uh, let's talk about your man, Mike Tyson. He got to hold this L. This Negro released a diss song on behalf of Chris Brown towards Soldier Boy for their upcoming bout. And uh, he has released a music video and it has a bunch of Instagram models and uh, Instagram comedians and sitcom comedians from Instagram and uh, Vine and whatever on there lip syncing the words to his song. And uh, there is one part where this nigga Mike Tyson rapped that you're going to shift your pants. Now, I know Mike Tyson probably can knock me smooth the fuck out, but I was laughing for about a good minute and a half. And I brought it back about four times to hear Mike Tyson say, shift your pants. So... Mike, you got to hold this L. I know it feels good to be back in the spotlight, but you should just stick to doing cameos in the hangover. That's what you really need to do. And if you really want to get into the boxing training realm, you should really do that. Uh, but right now, you got to hold this L. Uh, do not put a TH at the end of it. Just hold it. Embrace it. Hug it. Embrace your softer side and stop rapping. You win. Perfect. All right, so moving on to Not All Heroes Wear Capes. 
uh, I have to put Cadillac on there And this is not a Pontiac joke um, And if you don't know what the Pontiac joke is It's uh what does Pontiac stand for? It stands for Poe Old Nigga Think It's a Cadillac. Uh, just a little racist joke for you. But you have to put a Cadillac up there. Not all heroes wear capes. They are about to create a... They are going to roll out a program called Book. And it is a subscription program. Uh, it's a book by Cadillac. So the subscription program works by uh, up to 18 times a year someone can switch out their uh their cadillac they can just switch it out up to 18 different times in a year and so basically this means that in the spring or in the summer you can push one of them atsv coupes um in the fall you could push that cts v sedan uh, in the winter you know you could push that escalate or that x uh t5 crossover and um, there's a white glove delivery service that comes to you to switch out the whip and uh so the new car will already have like you switch from the escalade to the to the coupe you know once it starts getting into spring you know around uh late march early april and uh so a white glove delivery service will come to you to switch out the car and the new car will already have your xm radio st stations program that you had in your previous vehicle and it will also have the seat and the correct spot and your mirrors aligned already in the same spot now this is just crazy so then you're thinking oh it's a subscription program or there's going to be a long-term commitment no there's not a long-term commitment at all it states on the website that it's month to month and then you're like okay well fuck how much am i paying a month it's only fifteen hundred dollars a month and it's month to month and then so you ask the question like shit well how does this work is it like a leasing program or something like that nope it's just a straight up subscription program uh with this it, it always come, already comes with the tags the insurance is included in the subscription fee and the um satellite navigation is included uh on star and the, like i said xm satellite so this is this is crazy this is crazy because it's it's changing how it's going to change the automobile industry if people take into this i feel like this will be perfect for celebrities uh perfect for those uh upper i'm not gonna say upper middle class but i'm gonna say upper class citizens who can afford it that bachelor you know who has a great you know uh six-figure job um you know just you know living it out in a new city and things like that uh or that single lady you know who got you know got a great job you know got that money on fleek you know making that 120 a year or something like that and you know you break that 1500 dollars down a month you know that's eighteen thousand dollars in a year if you do the full thing you know what i'm saying but you think of it you what if you live in a city where uh let's say like new york or something like that where it's you know just great transportation all over you know the buses the subways trains shit like that um, ubers and shit like that but in the winter you don't want to deal with that so maybe for those winter months you know you go and uh, run that subscription you know what i'm saying or just do it for that month you know that crazy ass month of december or january when it's hell in fucking january you know when you're dealing with nasty wind chills and shit like that um I just feel this is just so dope this is a dope program you know be besides 
you know over leasing and owning because you know when you you don't have to deal with the hassle of you know when you're sitting in that dealership and they're plugging your information in uh you know we're gonna get you in this car and all this other shit you know you got two to three racks on you and you just you know you want to be in something clean and all this other shit and you know and they're just like yeah we're gonna definitely get you in the car da 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 and then you know they uh finally find a bank to approve your loan uh for the car and you know then you end up playing paying these crazy interest rates and shit and they got you paying you know eight nine hundred dollars a month you know for the car and then on top of that you got to pay your insurance and shit like that but if you got it you got it um but my thing is you know as soon as you purchase a vehicle as soon as you purchase it not lease it but purchase as soon as you drive that pretty motherfucker off the lot it starts depreciating in value soon as soon as them tires hit that pavement as soon as you put that first half a mile on that bitch it's already went down in value as soon as you sat your butt cheeks in there and put that bitch in reverse to back out the parking spot and turn out into the lot you know turn out out of the lot onto the street it's losing value it's not like a home you can't you know add rims to the bitch and you know think you're gonna uh you do all this these uh cosmetic things to it you know next thing you know but shit four or five months later you you already copped the 2017 or 2018 is already out you know what i'm saying and you done made all these uh prosthetic uh changes and shit like that all these uh, cosmetic changes i'm sorry and uh got it looking pretty and you know painted it and threw a tv in the in the damn dashboard and into the steering wheel and threw an ipad in there and all this other shit it's not gonna no it's not gonna go up nope 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 no the fuck it's not the only time that that really happens is if you buy like a used car you know 500 to a thousand dollars throw a new alternator in there throw some new tires on there you know you paid a thousand bucks for it paid 200 for the alternator got four new tires that's 400 that brought you up to 1600 dollars and then you try to sell it for 2200 dollars you know that's the only time that it's really going to work like that but as far as brand new driving it up off the lot nah son shit ain't gonna work like that so i think this is a very dope program you know um it's like i said it's not like a home when you add something to it and it increases in value um and it's and also the maintenance is included you know anything goes wrong with the vehicle you keep the whole damn thing for a year you know fifteen hundred dollars a month and you know anything go wrong they gonna fix it serve you up right take you right on into the dealership in and out like a robbery you know but hopefully what i'm hoping is that this program takes off and then other manufacturers like toyota chevy and ford follow suit now could you imagine a cheaper alternate program you know from like 700 to 900 dollars a month i mean you look at that what is that 700 dollars a month you look at that what is that times 12 was that 8400 dollars in a year you know that's when you shit you talking to me right there you know what i'm saying <laughs> be uh switching out you know uh chevy's left and right you know switch it out from a from a malibu uh you know uh up to a you know a trailblazer or whatever you know suburban whatever for the winter months so uh this is an app now and they're going to test out the uh, book by cadillac subscription uh in new york first and then they're going to see how that do they're going to uh, beta test it in new york and then they'll roll it out to other uh cities so i think it's dope hopefully it takes off hopefully these high-end customers will definitely you know jump into that and then other manufacturers see that and start offering uh lower price programs or 
maybe even third parties start jumping into it you know sort of like uh you know like with rental car agencies but like third parties some you know uh some guys starts up i'm giving you some game here some jewels so somebody else you know starts uh has a fleet of cars or something like that all different brands and it's just a subscription service like you know they'll have you paying maybe 500 dollars a month and you could do it for you know up to you know six times a year or something like that you know what i'm saying and you know one day you're driving a uh a ford uh i don't know if they still even make a Taurus anymore but a ford Taurus, and then you know uh, in the winter months you're driving a um i don't know a toyota rav4 or something like that you see what i'm saying it's a third-party agency but has different brands of vehicles quality vehicles and everything is included you know insurance and maintenance so this is really this is something that's going to change the game in the automobile industry and i like what cadillac is doing it's a dope idea is it pricey fuck yeah but if you got eighteen thousand dollars to throw away fucking do it you know you see some of these motherfuckers walking around here you know uh spending you know eighteen thousand dollars just on their grill you know um just dumb shit or an exotic animal some of these athletes and these entertainers or uh some of these uh actresses and actors spend that much you know in six months on cocaine you know so if you got it i say do it it's a dope idea it's very innovative it's different it kind of reminds me of when uh nipsey hustle was uh, trying to change the game with uh when he dropped that mixtape and he was selling them for like 100 bucks a pop but also the cd included like tickets to his show also included with that and some merchandise and that was a dope idea and it's just thinking outside of the box so uh not all heroes wear capes and that is word to cadillac i am thoroughly impressed all right so moving on to health over wealth you know what i say without your health you cannot enjoy your wealth so we got a few things to talk about in health over wealth uh the first thing i want to really want to talk about is the two types of people uh to leave back in 2016 if you're out here in the dating realm in the dating world um you know you're playing around in a uh, cuffing season you didn't get drafted and uh things like that it's okay don't be too sad okay sometimes you need to be by yourself to uh you know learn to appreciate yourself and love yourself and then later we'll have a visualization activity uh for you guys um you know to kind of get in the right groove of uh 2017 you know get you thinking about the future i feel like a lot of us don't do that but um the reason that i came up with the the uh the whole two types of people to leave in 2016 uh, we're in january of 2017 um was i was having a conversation uh with one of my bros my brother from another mother and uh i was you know this was leading up to the honeymoon uh with my lovely wife and we were having a conversation about uh not doing dumb shit with our money and you know uh, looking at the bigger picture and just having just real goals you know uh the next thing up is uh you know purchasing a home and uh you know my my, my bro was saying that uh that he wished that uh you know some of the women that he dealt with uh you know had that same mentality and things like that and uh you know it's uh one of those things i told him where you know uh some some women like to feel that uh likes and comments and dms are uh, are currency for them it's a social currency you know don't want to 
you know really build nothing or do anything just want to sit up on social media all day uh taking you know little cute selfies and things like that and that's what he was talking about that he was frustrated with with a particular young lady that he was uh currently dating you know he's trying to get her on the same page as him to uh build and grow with him and it's always you know let me see what's popping on the book uh being messy on there um, going live taking selfies and shit like that so that just brings me up to the type of woman that you need to leave in 2016 leave her back there and i call her the uh lowest lane it's the cute damsel in distress uh it's the 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 little cute chick that's always on facebook or uh making memes on instagram and always uh just full of bad karma you know they're always in distress they're always have memes up there about who they can't trust or uh how they're only friends with guys because females are too scandalous and i told you about them type of women anyway back in like episode 20 something about the types of people who you do not trust and uh you know these these type of women like i said they're full of bad karma they're always looking for somebody to save them uh they're looking to just uh lay up under you know some guy while he go do his thing but they still you know complaining and bullshitting online and you know got you know and they get off on the, the likes and the thirsty dms and shit like that and that's just somebody that you really have to leave in 2016 if you really want to grow and build with somebody with a real woman and uh you know uh there was a i knew a i knew a chick like that and uh i ain't gonna put her on blast or something like that but this was years ago this was man when i this was back in the myspace days but it was always you know you, you could have those little blogs on your myspace you know you had the little title and you click on it and shit like that you could comment under the blogs and it was always some drama you know with her and uh man then when i first got on facebook uh moving over to facebook this you know it was the same thing she would have the same statuses um you know uh, about drama and shit like that and man just one day um she just uh dm'd me and was talking about because she borrowed some money so she could get to uh california because uh, she was stuck in uh she got somehow she got to arizona she was stuck in california and i was just like i looked at it read it and i hit delete i was like get the fuck up out of here and uh she just kept sending those messages and stuff and i you know i just had to delete her up off my friends list and um it was it wasn't even somebody that i dated it was just somebody that you know we did show she would come to the shows and shit like that way back when and uh you know hung out had some drinks and shit like that it was just on some cool shit and but every time you know she would come to the shows and shit like that it was always be talking about some drama you know oh this bitch was looking at me this way and this da 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 and it's just like you get what you put out into the universe you know if you go looking for drama and bullshit like that it, it's going to find you so that is something that you avoid you avoid these women like the plague if that's all they're doing online is complaining 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 and everything is dark and just disturbing my nigga you keep on scrolling or you delete her up off your friends list it goes back to the 48 laws of power when it tells you to avoid the the drowning person the drowning man you know because basically you out on your boat you see somebody drowning they struggling more and they pulling you down with you and next thing you know both of y'all are drowning and trying to swim up on a boat or trying to swim up on shore so you always have to avoid that person so fellas do not 
go for Lois Lane. Leave Lois Lane alone. Let some other Superman come in with his cape and save that young lady, not you. If you're trying to build something, that is somebody that you cannot build with. And then for my ladies, and this is uh, this is race specific. Uh, this is for my ladies out here, uh, you know, my sisters, you know, uh, if you're a different color and you love brothers, um, this is for you too. I need y'all to leave. The, I'm the only colored at my job slash neighborhood coon alone. You need to leave that brother alone. If you see somebody bragging about being the only one in this nice neighborhood or the only black speck at his job. You need to leave that brother alone because that brother will sell you out at the drop of a dime. He will do it and he will not think twice about it. That is an opportunist and deep inside he hates himself. And uh, the reason that I thought of this is because there is a gas station right by my job. And when I'm heading out on my route, sometimes I'll stop down there to grab a Gatorade or a uh, body armor, which is a dope... Um, uh, fueling uh, a drink you know just like Gatorade but it's all natural you know with like coconut water and things like that people like Kobe and uh, James Harden drink it so I was like the Black Mamba can drink it uh, you know A-Double can drink it also but there's this brother that works at this goddamn gas station and every time and I thought it, he just had a problem with me but there's been instances when another brother comes into the store he does this so I go in, look at him, hit him with the head, nah, what's up, man? He's like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, all right, okay, brother, I see you. And um, and then whenever a white man, white woman comes in, this brother, his eyes get big. He shows all 32 of his teeth, and he's just like, hey, welcome to Come and Go. How you doing today? And I'm just like, okay, Negro. So that's what I was thinking. I was like, well, maybe it's just, then I was like, let me get this brother to the benefit of the doubt and no there was a another brother that came in there i was i was checking out and this uh other brother came in construction worker he came in there he was like hey what's up man he's like hey how's it going and i shit you not and then a white lady and her son comes in he's like hey welcome to come and go how are you doing today and i was just like this negro this nigga and it just dawned on me right then and there this is somebody that you cannot trust and i bet you that he goes home every night sleeps in his bed with a smile on his face knowing that he's the only colored man working at this gas station in a white space and it's sad and, it, and i just stopped speaking to him i mean i go in there he hits me with the flat hey what's up or hey how, how's it going and i don't say shit to him going there get my little gatorade might grab me a, a gatorade protein bar or something to hold me over till lunch on my route and i keep it pushing so ladies i do i really want you to avoid this type of brother because he 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 will throw you under the bus uh, he is not a protector he was an opportunist uh, and he will do anything in his power to keep keep getting into these white spaces if the white space gets a little darker or gets you know um more diverse he takes pride in that he takes pride in being that single dot domino or that snake eye so that is somebody that you do not trust um 
like I said, the man's an opportunist, opportunist, and he will push you to the side for the next opportunity that is coming up. Okay, so those are the two people that you leave. You know, the the coon that I'm the only black here or in this neighborhood, and Lois Lane. Those are the ones that you leave in 2016. And then also in uh, health over wealth, I I really want you guys to. Uh, if you're starting off something new, you're trying to start a business in 2017, um, you're stepping out into new ground, you have to believe in yourself before anybody else believes in you. Now, as you guys know, uh, I work with my record label, BOMB Global, uh, Black Ops Music and Business. You can check out www.bombglobal.com. Uh, we released a compilation slash EP project on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon. Go get that now. Stream it, download it. Help us make a few more dollars just off of besides us making money off studio time. Just help us build the brand. So that's bombglobal.com. So bombglobal.com. Uh, check out the website. Check out the artists we got. Uh, you can stream the music right from the site, or but definitely you know stream it from your phone, uh, your, whatever you're listening on, iPhone, um, a Samsung Galaxy Note. Don't let that damn thing explode on you. Uh, you know even if you got an iPod, you know listen to it on that. Listen to it on your uh, laptop. But uh, there was a situation with one of the artists. Um, you know uh, came back home. Uh, you know, came back to the block and some niggas was hating on the album. You know, they were hating on it. They ain't never done anything in their life. You know, it was going back to these dusty niggas on the block. And, you know, it put a bug in his ear that maybe this project wasn't as good as he thought it, you know, as they thought it was. It wasn't because beforehand he's promoting, doing everything, putting it out there. And, um, you know, and then he gets this little... You know, these little dusty niggas putting a bug in his ear and then, you know, he starts questioning himself. And I don't and, you know, this message is for him, you know, to believe in yourself before anybody else does. You know, you need to keep just doing your thing and keep thriving. And you know what? Just stop dwelling in these dusty circles. You know what I'm saying? If you're, if you're growing, you have to continue to grow. Don't become stagnant. Don't let anybody um, throw dirt on your star because you're an amazing artist you know and this is you know and the listeners they can take heed to this also it's a situation where you know don't listen to your haters you know let them be your motivators cliche term whatever whatever but you know if somebody i will only accept critique from somebody who's actually done something in their life that's that's that that should be how you attempt to go at these situations if somebody has actually done something in the same realm and has some success that's when you take some of their information or their critique and you kind of you know you digest it and see what you can do better but if it's just some niggas it's just like to hang up hang on the block and you know drink and smoke and you know sit up and talk shit and freestyle you know for 10 15 minutes straight but ain't never been in the booth and they never put out a project of any sorts ain't even put out a damn memorex cd i'm not going to listen to them so i don't want my artists you know kind of just listening and being like oh okay well i guess they are kind of right fuck that shit the shit is hot the shit is dope and you have to believe in yourself and then other people will jump on your wave you create the wave and the more that you believe in the wave the wave gonna get bigger and you're gonna start seeing more surfboards come up on that wave to ride it with you 
you know and then some people might not ride with you you know and that's fine that's fine but long as you wholehearted believe that you gave it a hundred percent that's you can go to sleep at night you know don't ever second guess your talent don't ever second guess how hard you work and if you have to second guess how hard you work well you weren't working that hard so that's pretty much all i got to say about that subject but always believe in yourself and don't ever take critique or criticism from somebody who's never done it you know who's never put a successful project out or who put out a project and failed like okay this is where i failed at, and this is where you can succeed at you know so look at my failures as a way for you to succeed so that's pretty much all i have to say about that it was just kind of disheartening to see you know somebody so dope to start questioning their own talent and abilities and the music that they make it's, it's very it, it touches the soul and it sucks you know to hear that so but remember to always believe in yourself before anybody else and this goes for all my listeners too like i said at the beginning uh if you're trying to start a business uh, even a podcast um you're starting a career in music a clothing line uh a multimedia graphics uh department you know uh business you know doing graphics for folks um you're starting a tutoring service or you're starting a gro- damn grocery store you're starting your own farm believe in yourself always believe in yourself before anybody you know so that's pretty much what i have to say about that so we're going to move on to this visualization activity that i have for you guys so i'm sorry that we are creeping up on the hour um but you know get two 15s and a 30 in a eight hour shift so listen to me 15 minutes here 30 minutes there 15 minutes there uh on your last break and you know you always stretch that last break to about 25 minutes you know you kind of bullshit and dick around before you go to the break room or whatever you go chill in the bathroom before your scheduled break time so this visualization activity is some questions i got and uh so i basically i want you guys to relax close your eyes and then picture yourself five years from now and you're going to ask yourself six questions you're going to ask yourself these six questions and the first one one of the most important questions you're going to ask so five years from now what does your day look like again i'll say it again what does your day look like five years from now then we'll move on to the next one uh what activities do you do five years from now what activities do you do okay so the next question i have for you uh what relationships do you have you know this could be with your spouse family friends uh professional so what relationships do you have all right so the next one i have for you guys is how do you make money five years from now how are you making money are you moving up in the company are you up in a higher position in the company that you're working for did you start your own business are you turning over a profit how are you how do you make money all right you know what i'm gonna say about the next question how much money do you make five years from now after you answer the question how do you make money how much money are you making in this position so how much money do you make all right and the last one which is most importantly is an emotional goal how do you feel so five years from now after you what does your day look like what activities do you do during your day 
what relationships do you have the positive ones hopefully you, you're you're striving for a positive relationship uh how do you make money you're working your dream job uh, how much money do you make you you know you're making fucking 18 figures a year with your dream job but let's be realistic though so and how do you feel an emotional goal how do you feel five years from now after you answer those first five questions how does that make you feel how do you feel in those five years hitting those targets answering those questions all right so go back replay that last section and you know what always have nothing but love and respect for all my listeners out there all 200 of y'all and uh keep sharing it uh you can find me on more us under do rags and boat shoes make sure you like the page there is a facebook page up but you know i really don't fuck with facebook too much uh they tried to censor a couple of posts on there that never would post and so i just stopped posting on there but definitely if you have an iDevice, download more us and uh check me out at do rags and boat shoes um check me out on twitter do rags boat shoes there's no and in there it's just do rags boat shoes or my uh, other page at hope like dope and um yeah you can find me on instagram under the the moniker omaha hostage and uh so i will see y'all next week um you know 2017 is all about staying humble and hustling that's what it is stay humble hustle that's all you need to do in 2017 uh 2016 was a great year but 2017 we're gonna make it even greater okay so remember stay humble and hustle i'm out Can a nigga borrow a french fry? And my first thought wasn't, oh my God, he said the word, uh, the N-word. It was, now how is a nigga gonna borrow a fry? Nigga, is you gonna give it back? Smash with the cash, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Ain't nothing like money in a Ziploc bag, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Smash with the cash, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Ain't nothing like money in a Ziploc bag, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. That's right. Smash with the cash, yeah. I don't give a fuck if a nigga from Cali, you don't want to see me in a deep dark alley. In a road with the hood hoes, you know? Kill a nigga, then we burn the clothes and get out of it. Fuck it, then I lit him up, spit him up, seen him in the club, and we get him with the big shit. Big enough for the whip split, big weed and big chips, more nuts, more guns, more heart, no love for no sharks, mama. Him and with the mini Mac, and it's like that. Tell him bring on the drama, drama. Said it's all about the drama, I don't know. Or maybe if you digged inside, you'd find a reminder for your laggy eye. Times is tough, put him up, and then if you're up enough, say, don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Come along, long way, and I'll be there when they all are gone. Send along your ass some more heat, yeah, yeah. Sending in this gas and winning this cash and beneath me, my life is hard. Tell them I was passing with two heats in the book of songs, book of songs, book of songs, book of songs, book of songs. Tell them I was passing with two heats in the book of songs. Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Ain't nothing like money.
money in a Ziploc bag, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. That's right. Smash with the cash, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Ain't nothing like money in a Ziploc bag, uh-huh, uh-huh, That's right. Smash with the cash, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Ain't nothing like money in a Ziploc bag, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Smash with the cash, uh-huh, uh-huh. Take a look at my life and it no turning back from all these snakes and thieves that got tricks up their sleeves. They wanna put my money to a freeze, but we're infatuated with G's. So trick, please. Fuck scratching the surface, we busted straight through the gates. Single file formation, platinum 38s. And at least one place to hide out in all 50 states. The life, the money, the cars, the girl, the ziplock bags full of asthma, the smoke as we back. And we smash for the cash while my mask on the gas. Cause time's so short that you gotta move fast. Suicide, lead the way. So I pray every day to be relieved from the ignorance of belligerence for experimenting with so many stimulants. Cold, dark, and lonely, living unholy. I hear voices sometimes. And when I don't know where to start, I let these drugs write my rhymes. I wanna get out the game, but I can't and I don't. I wanna change my life, but I know I really won't. Every day I wake up, it's like a knife to my throat. Without a life jacket, still trying to stay afloat. Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Ain't nothing like money in a Ziploc bag, uh huh, uh huh. That's right. Smash with the cash, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Ain't nothing like money in a Ziploc bag, uh-huh, uh-huh. Smash with the cash, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Ain't nothing like money in a Ziploc bag, uh-huh, uh-huh. Smash with the cash, uh-huh, uh-huh, Ain't nothing like money in a Ziploc bag, uh-huh, uh-huh. That's right. Smash with the cash Can't tell my friends with phones Cause everybody knows We about to blow So I gotta lay low Cop a sack of hydro Dojo kinda wet So it burns slow Window kinda foggy So I crack the window I got mouths to feed Bills to pay My car broke down I'm in need But instead of dealing With my priorities I just buy a bag of weed And when I close my eyes I wish I could wake up In a whole different place but it's back to where I left off before with reality on face. Now my dreams are coming true, but I never gave up. This whole world owes me, you better pay up. Like front wheel driving, and when are you stuck? I drink hard liquor that I eat through the cup. Now we gon' smoke till we can't smoke, smoke till we can't choke. Get a hold of some of them trees, baby. And now I'm smoking with busy bone, and it's got my eyes lazy. And we gon' keep on rolling until the wheels fall off. And we gon' keep on choking until we cough. Cash. Uh-huh. 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 Smash with the cash. Uh-huh. 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 Uh-